Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another arbitrary conversation. Now, I was doing some online shopping the other day. Not really shopping, but some online window shopping. I was just browsing and I was on Costco online and something amazing popped up, but it only lasted less than a minute was a pre-built 3080 i9 desktop. Okay. It was stacked. All right. I was surprised to see it. It was going for $2,699. Of course, you throw some tax in there. You're probably looking at like $2,800, maybe $29. But it was a magnificent looking machine. Well, I was looking at it, reading the specs. It had great ratings. It had like a 4.5 out of 5 ratings. And when I decided to say, hey, let me get my credit card. So I grabbed my credit card, I added it to the cart, and it said it was sold out. So I closed the app, shook my head, and I said, this is, this is ridiculous. You know, you got something that costs almost $3,000, and it's sold out in less than 15 minutes. I don't know. It could have been even less than that because I checked Costco online and I do check it frequently to see, you know, what computers they come out with. And the reason why I want to buy a computer from Costco is because it has a great return policy. So when you buy electronics from Costco, such as a computer, you could return it. You can use it for 90 days and you could pretty much return it in less than 90 days. So they give you a maximum of 90 days to use the product in terms of when you're able to go and return it for whatever reason. As long as you don't do anything crazy to mess up the product, you can use it. If something doesn't work right, you can go ahead and return it within 90 days, which is great. Opposed to other stores that typically give you between 15 and 30 days. So you actually could buy the computer. You could, you know, you have time to kind of put it together or set it up the way you want and pretty much mess around with it. It stops you from rushing, right? So when I saw that yesterday, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. But I just, you don't have time to think about it anymore. It's like you see it and you got to pull the trigger right there, right now. That's it. You got to think about it after the fact. And that's, that's ridiculous. So it's it's kind of annoying to be honest, but I guess that's that's the situation we're in today when it comes to buying a decent desktop. Is if you happen to see one at a store such as Costco, and if you don't buy it right then, right now, you're just gonna miss out. It's just gone because apparently a lot of other people are looking for the same thing, which is understandable. That's why you get a Costco membership because it provides great customer service. So that happened to me the other day. So, but I'm also thinking about picking up the new LG Gram. See, so Costco recently started carrying a new 2021 LG Gram. 
And the reason why I'm interested in, in, excuse me, the reason why I'm interested in a laptop is because of the Thunderbolt options. It comes, it's packed with two Thunderbolt port, excuse me, two Thunderbolt 4 ports. So I use a Thunderbolt monitor and it's currently a Thunderbolt 3. But I love the versatility of the whole Thunderbolt environment. So in other words, with Thunderbolt 3 and above, you can plug in a compatible laptop. Let's say you have a MacBook Pro and it has a Thunderbolt 3 port. You can charge your laptop and you also can just, you can use it, use the port as a monitor out and it can also charge your laptop at the same time, which is great. You know, so if you want like a minimalist kind of desk setup, that's kind of a cool way to go because you don't need to run so many cords coming out of your laptop into your monitor and other accessories, you know, you happen to have on your desk. So you could pretty much just have one or two cords coming from your laptop and you're pretty much set. So those people that really don't need a desktop because, you know, you don't play games or you don't do serious video editing, editing a MacBook Pro and other Windows laptops, such as the LG Gram is a good pick if you're looking at a Windows setup. And also the Lenovo. Hmm. Let me see. I forgot the name. <clears throat> the Lenovo. Let me look at my phone. Jeez, I was looking at the other day and it's just not popping in my head right now. So let me just look at my search history. Let me see what pops up. Yes, the ThinkPad, the Lenovo ThinkPad. The Lenovo ThinkPad also offers Thunderbolt 3 ports. So, and what's nice about that too is the power button is on the side of the laptop. So if you're the type to where you want to use your laptop when you're at the house and you want to plug it in like a desktop. You don't need to open up the screen to turn the laptop on, which can, which can be kind of annoying at times. You simply just leave the screen closed and you push the power button on the side and it turns on. So that's a pretty cool option right there. Unfortunately, the LG Gram, the power button is on the keyboard just like any other normal laptop so you have to open up the screen to turn it on which is fine it's not a big deal but yeah that that's that's what i'm thinking about right now so i may end up picking up the lg maybe 2021 version and the reason i'm kind of deciding between the 2020 model and the 2021 version is simply this in the 2021 version the ram is soldered onto the motherboard so I can't upgrade the RAM. I can upgrade the hard drive space because I have an extra slot that I can buy and I could put in it. I believe it takes the NVMe um, SSD uh, hard drive. So there's an extra slot where I could simply plug in an extra SSD uh, drive in if I want additional space. But if I want additional RAM, there's not an option for me to upgrade. In the 2020 model, there is. There's an extra slot to where I can buy a 32 gig RAM stick and plug it in, and it also has onboard RAM as well. So it's pretty much, yeah. So you, there's an option to upgrade in the 2020 model, 
But the only difference really is it the 2020 model comes with a 10th generation Intel chip. The 2021 model comes with the 11th generation Intel chip. I believe that the Tiger chip, yeah, it's, it's a newer edition Intel chip. I really don't know my Intel chips pretty well, but I know, do know the fact that it is the 11th generation. So in terms of if you want better energy consumption, then you would probably would want to go with the latest version because it does have the latest Intel generation chip. But if you want to be able to upgrade the RAM, then you're going to have to go with the 2020 version chip. Um, yes, the 2020 version model. So that's why I'm kind of jumping around between the two generations, trying to decide whether should I get the 2020 version or the 2021 version. But then I got to ask myself, am I, do I plan on upgrading the laptop a couple of years from now? If that's the case, then it really doesn't matter too much because I'm not going to really use the laptop for really a whole lot of an intensive applications. I may record a couple of podcasts on it and watch a couple of YouTube videos and do some work, which is, it's not, it's not going to require like intensive processing power. So if I was wanting to pick up a laptop capable of that, then I would go for a totally different type of laptop. So, so yeah, that's, that's what. That's what, that's what's on my mind right now. It's the fact that one, how crazy the demand is for a 3080 graphics card or any decent graphics card now in the market. Because one, like I said, the silicon shortage and between the cryptocurrency mining and the whole shebang. It's just, yeah, it's it's gotten really ridiculous to where you can't even sit and think about buying something. Because if you do, you're going to miss out. So, a bit bizarre, but that is the case. So, but yeah, I am excited to actually try out the LG Gram line. I've never tried out or used an LG Gram laptop, so I'm curious how light it is. I know it's ridiculously light and quiet, so that's a plus. So haven't decided when I want to go down and actually pick up either the 2020 model or 2021 model. But if I do, then I may give my personal opinion on the product once I use it for like maybe a month and I might talk about it and see how much I enjoy it. So that is a plus right there is... Yeah, hopefully my feedback can actually benefit someone who has since to be listening to this podcast and also who's thinking about maybe picking up the new 2020 LG Gram. So let's see how that goes. Speaking of new toys, I did decide to pick up a new phone not too long ago, and I may create a podcast talking about the new phone I picked up. But so far, it's been it's been good. I mean, my old phone did everything I wanted. The only thing it really didn't have is really the new software support and also Android updates because it was more than three years old. So 
I stopped receiving a lot of the updates in terms of, you know, security patches and other things like that. So it started to slow down a bit, but I don't really do too much on my phone. So it really didn't bother me too much. So I may create a podcast and talk about that. So, and Deutschcon, yeah, Deutschcon. Let's talk a little bit about Deutschcon. So it seems to be hovering around, I would say, right now as I'm recording, it seems to be hovering in the mid-20s to mid-30s. It really hasn't spiked up really past like 35, 36 cents. And if it does, you can tell a lot of people jump off the ship and it kind of comes down a little bit. But it seems to be stabilizing at that point. So I don't know how long it's going to stay within that range. It really depends on how people feel about the cryptocurrency. But it has been staying within that particular realm. So that's a good thing, especially people who bought in at like... 16 cents then you know they're they're still showing somewhat of a profit a decent profit depending on how much money you threw at it so you know if you like like the old saying you know you get what you put in so if you threw in let's say a couple thousand dollars in a doge coin at 10 cents or 16 cents a coin you're showing a decent return right now but if you threw in like a couple hundred bucks you're showing a little bit but it, it just depends how much you want to make off that particular gamble because that's pretty much what it is at this point it's it's a gamble so you decide how much you're willing to lose and make sure that if you do lose the money it's of course you know nothing important like it's not your rent money or mortgage money or money that you need to actually use and like i said in my previous podcast i am not a financial advisor I'm just someone who decided to make a podcast and speak what's on his mind. And hopefully some of you viewers find that to be entertaining. So, and that's the thing, like, I understand some people try to look for direction, but ultimately, if you're an adult, there's a point in time to where you have to decide on something just like how I talked about the desktop I saw the desktop it had everything I wanted it was within my price range but I still thought about it there was hesitation and I missed out on it so a lot of times as you get older and you become more confident what changes is that if you see what you want without hesitation you get it the minute you hesitate is when you lose out. And that's what happens to a lot of, for example, going back to investments. When Dogecoin dropped to around less than 20 cents a couple days ago, after it peaked to almost 40 cents again, it just, you know, a crap ton of people sold and it dumped down to 16 cents or 17, 18. Those who didn't hesitate and bought are benefiting right now. They saw it. They're like, okay, it's 18 cents. I'm going to throw a couple grand in here and I'm going to just let it sit because I planned it out and I told myself I was going to buy the dip. 
those are the people who are benefiting right now the fact that Deutsch is starting to rise a little bit. When you hesitate and you think about it, next thing you know, Dogecoin is back to 25 cents. You're like, well, uh, missed that on it. You don't hesitate. You just go for it. Of course, go for it responsibly. Don't be, don't get ridiculous and just be impulsive and just go for it because you'll find yourself broke because there's only so much luck you'll have before you start running out of luck. So everything should be planned out and there should be some kind of logic to it, especially when you're dealing with something that's highly volatile like Dogecoin. Now, when it comes to like buying a computer, for example, buying that desktop, that's something I already pre-planned, but I missed out on the opportunity. Will there be another opportunity? Sure. Do I need it yesterday? No. It's just something I want. And there's a lot of things I want. You know, like even new LG Graham I'm talking about, it's great, but do I need an ultra light laptop? No, I don't. It's just something I think is cool. And when you work hard and you get to the point to where you have a lot of things in your life that's already taken care of, such as your debts and other responsibilities, then you're able to treat yourself from time to time. Of course, what I mean by that is if you have a lot of debt you need to take care of, take care of that first, okay? And if you get to the point to where you're able to put aside money for retirement or put aside money for, let's say, if you have children for their college and you have a little bit left over for yourself, decide what you're going to get so when the time comes, you can buy what you want. Like, I enjoy computers. I love technology. So that's my thing. So I'm at the point now to where, you know, I want to start treating myself to things that have been on my list for a while. Like, you know. There are a lot of cool IT gadgets that come out, and now I'm able to partake, you know, in that particular experience. I could have done it before while I was working on my fiscal responsibilities, but working on those fiscal responsibilities at the time were more important than buying the things that I wanted because I knew later on I could still buy the things I wanted. In fact, Later on down the line, the nature of technology is that things progress. So later on, if I waited, then the technology is going to be so much better anyways. Versus if I bought it then, then by the time I did take care of my fiscal responsibilities, that particular computer I bought is already old. So now I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, 3080 is ridiculous. You know, you look at a $3,000 computer, it's great. But if I'm going to keep the computer for three years, that's $1,000 a year. Okay, there was a time when I was really into credit cards and I was paying an average of maybe $2,600 a year for annual fees. So I kind of look at that and now I consolidated to where this past year I had two premium credit cards. Okay, two premium credit cards and I still have a lot of credit cards and I don't carry any credit card debt personally. I keep those credit cards one to keep my credit report, my credit score strong because you need a certain amount and that's just another topic of discussion but you need a certain amount of open lines of credit to keep your credit strong but 
I narrowed it down now to where I have a handful of credit cards, premium credit cards to where I actually make money keeping them than I do actually downgrading it to a lower tier credit card. So for example, okay, one of my annual fees hit a couple days ago. Annual fee was $450, okay? I downgraded it because, you know, I don't really use the card too much to a $96 annual fee card. Well, this card is nice because it is a hotel credit card. So it is $95, but they also give me a free night certificate that's worth about 100 I think about, about 150 to $300, depending on how you redeem your certificate and where at. So the free certificate night pretty much exceeded the annual fee itself. On top of that, I also have an offer on a credit card to where I can go out to a restaurant and spend up to $20 and get reimbursed for that amount. So in five months of me using that offer, because that offer doesn't expire until December 31st, 2021, that offer too by itself would have reimbursed me enough to actually pay for the annual fee. And in my previous podcast, for example, that I talked about my favorite credit card, Chase pretty much paid me to hold on to the Chase Sapphire Reserve. So when my annual fee hit, I got enough credits back to where I was in the black in terms of actually, in terms of what that credit card cost me. So it's just how you look at it. Like there was a period of time to where I thought having the most exclusive credit cards was was cool was fun and now you know i it's not the case anymore because a lot of times it's just you know something cool to look at and have because i don't travel as much so a lot of times those credit cards serve a particular purpose and when i'm not doing those things they no longer serve a purpose so if you look at what i used to pay in annual fees and how much i paid I would have paid for that desktop I saw the other day. I would actually get a better experience buying that desktop than I would actually buying as paying for those annual fees, especially now since I'm not traveling. So it really depends. And like I said before, you always want to work on yourself. So whether that's working on your income earning potential, so whether that's working on your education or starting a business to where you're able to grow that business and create the kind of profits from that business that you want, but you have a particular goal in mind in terms of how much income you want to make, then you can start partaking things that you've been wanting to partake in. So whether it's traveling or buying a really nice car or buying really cool technology, you can go ahead and participate in that. But you, in order to do so easily, take care of your fiscal responsibility. That's the first thing. And like I mentioned before, I'm not a financial expert. I'm basing a lot of things just on my personal experience. And the fact that, and I know this is probably going on, a, I'm rambling right now, but ever since I started working and I took care of my financial responsibilities first, things are just a lot easier, to be honest with you. When you graduate college, for example, if you're fortunate enough to go to college and not accumulate a crap ton of debt, and when you graduate, you get a 
decent paying job or you work your way up to a decent paying job, you take care of all your student loans, for example, and any other debts you may have, whether that be credit card debts or other debts, then you live within your means. That's important. Okay. So what do I mean by that? It's basics. Okay. 25% of your take home pay should go towards the cost of your mortgage or your rent. It sounds ridiculous. It really, really, really does. And I'm not going to go into too much of it. And then 25% of your take-home pay, the next 25% of your take-home pay, should go to your day-to-day cost. That means gas going back and forth to work, Going out, eating with your friends, that should be it. So at least 50%, okay? So that 50%, the remainder 50% of your take-home pay can either go towards savings and investments. So I know it sounds crazy right now, but that's something to where I work towards. So every, every month that goes by, when I buy a toy... For example, when I choose to buy a toy, I don't borrow money. It's money I've been able to save. So depending on how much the toy is, I look at them like, okay, if I, if I save money for two months or three months, I can buy this and that. Or let's say, hypothetically speaking, I would take that same money, and you should always be doing this too, and you invest it, then you show a decent return. Let's say, let's take Dogecoin, for example. Let's say I took... of what I make and you threw it into Dogecoin. And let's say you threw it into Dogecoin when it was at 16 cents and now Dogecoin is at 40 cents. Well, that's a decent return. So after factoring in, you know, short-term investment tax and other things like that, you showed a decent return depending on how much you threw in. So if you threw in a couple thousand dollars, Let's say you made a thousand bucks after tax. Okay, I made seven hundred bucks. So you're like, that's money I wouldn't have made normally if I just threw it into a savings account or threw it into a small yield yielding um, ETF. So you kind of look at that. Oh, this is that's like winning money on a scratcher. It's anticipated win. So you could turn around and reinvest that, which I highly advise you do. Or if you've been wanting something and your other responsibilities are taken care of, you can go ahead and treat yourself. Now, I truly understand that not everyone is afforded the luxury to do so. And it does take time if you work towards it to get that to that point. But once you get to that point, it personally speaking, it feels good. It feels good. And it should feel good because it's something you work towards for a very long time. The fact that, for example, the fact that you know that you can live off half of your take-home pay is something to where not a lot of people are privileged to do so. So you're saying every month that goes by, I save enough money or invest enough money to work. That's another month I don't have to work. It's not easy. A lot of people can't do it. Some people can do it, but they want to live a lifestyle in which they can't afford because that's more important to them. But that's, it's like I said, everyone is different. So 
I know this has been a very, very longer, excuse me, a very long podcast, longer than usual. So I hope you learned something from this podcast and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And I hope you can join me again in another arbitrary conversation. Thank you.